Hey, this is Tim McKernan, and I am here with Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, and I have been a longtime Design Air client. What separates you guys from everybody else? It's becoming more common for companies to just get their foot in the door. They try to come up with different ways to upsell. They try to see how much they can make off of a customer as opposed to, hey, we're in there to do a service. We're going to do it well. We're going to do it for a fair price. I don't know how many emails I have received from our listeners who experienced the incredible customer service Design Air Heating and Cooling provides. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222, because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. you got to be on acid to understand what's going on on this show. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After. KPN-TFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Teeth on champions rings yeah. on TV. Dog, dog. We are proud of our dreams. In a baseball town Where everyone's envy But every team is like Wainwright's curveball Carpenters and base again Got it comes a perfect game Beltron's clutch again It don't seem fair We're gonna reenact this <laughs> roster this year But everybody's like Holidays, RBIs, Cosmos, great defense October freeze back again Change your skills and no defense You don't care Keep watching us from your chair You will never be Welcome back to TMA, and it is presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, and I'm going to be participating in Tuesday Turbulence on Balloon Party in yeah. a matter of 40 minutes on 101 ESPN. It sounds almost like it's like too much danger for one radio show. I don't know. How many lines can you cross? We're going to find out from 10 to 11 uh, on YouTube, 101 ESPN channel and 101 ESPN. And uh, you can listen to the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Jackson and I recorded an emergency one yesterday. Uh, and that was the, uh, what the hell we talk about? Las Vegas stories and, and the JFK conspiracy thing? Mm-hmm. Somebody just sent me, a few people actually, they heard us talking about it, Jackson. And I've gotten a, a few emails here. Let me click open one of them. Uh... Let's see what it's called. The name of the podcast is Solving JFK, and it just came out, and people are raving about it. I guess it was done by an attorney. So I don't know. I guess I'll dig in on that. So anyway. There's a documentary on, too. The the Nat Geo one that we were talking about. Have you watched that yet? I haven't. Three-parter. Very good. Major recommendation on it. Yep. The studios on the Tim McCurran Show podcast are sponsored by Longo Biggs. That's C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs of the Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm, and they're online at longobigs.com. Uh, Doug was at the TMA Trivia Night, uh, what was that, Doug, I'd say 10 days ago? Hell, I don't know, somewhere in that Feels like it, right? Somewhere in that range. It's Longo Biggs, uh, and they are local guys, grew up here, live here, and make sure that if they are uh, contacted by you, the listener, they are handling your case. Uh, C.D. and Doug are trial lawyers, meaning they will not settle if there's an obstacle or complication in your case. In fact, most cases have them. Doug and C.D. will overcome those obstacles 
And they'll take your case all the way to trial if necessary. Injury cases can be complex. Each case and accident is different, and every fact is important when building a case. So let CD and Doug take care of you. It's Longo Biggs online at longobigs.com. Longo Biggs Injury Law accepts personal injury, wrongful death, brain injury, and other catastrophic injury cases. Remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. You're welcome to text in the EDF group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. Email in 18 minutes away <laughs> from the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day, and then you can also call in 636-9004-TMA. Jackson, what do we have here on our phone lines? Yeah, Larry Nickel and Mr. Lex. Doug, uh, your call. Oh. So Sadie Hawkins on the okay. phone lines. Well, how about Nixie? It's Tuesday. All right. Yep. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> hello, Larry. Larry. He's not there. Hello, Larry. He's, He's had enough. He's gone. Larry. How are you guys doing? Oh, okay. Gosh, we're doing Satellite fun. delay, Doug. Did we keep you on hold a long time? Yeah, over an hour. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. We forgot. I'm sorry. We had... We had a couple guests come in studio. We also had uh, the smell of pubis in here, mm -hmm. and it's knocked us all senseless. Pubis. Uh, Doug, uh, boy, what a show last night. I can't believe you were texting me how much you couldn't believe what was happening. Yeah, well, I could believe it because it's all so very predictable. <laughs> if I were to watch. Now, Doug? What happened on the show last night that was unpredictable? Well, last night was a fatal four-way match to, to determine... The number contenders to the women's tag team titles. Okay. The following teams were Tegan Knox and Natalia, Matthew Dupree and Ivy Dial, Indy Hartwell and Kenneth LeRae, and Caden Carter and Katana Chance. These real yeah. people? <laughs> yes, they are. Okay. And what happened? I believe you. I just, it sounds weird. The winners of the match were Tegan Knox and Natalia. Okay. So that means they are the number one contenders to the women's tag team titles, which are currently held by Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Okay. Larry, I'm watching Billions, and I was on season five. It's <laughs> a different subject. No, it's, well, if you let me finish, it's not a different subject. Okay. And I'd forgotten she was on there because I... I didn't watch season six. So I'm on season six now, but that's new to me. But five, I forgot that uh, Becky Lynch made an appearance on Billions. Doug, she's known as the man. What'd she do on Billions? She came in and gave a little pep talk on uh, I can go from nothing and build it up to being the man. And she body slammed Axe, I think. But, uh, yeah, Becky Lynch had an appearance on Billions. Well, thanks for the update. I don't watch Billions. Yeah, I don't either. Well, season five, you can see her. Yeah, and by the way, congratulations on another successful color wall this past Saturday. Nice. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we can't do it without people like you who come out and bowl every year, and you walked away with another trophy. Is that four or five for you now? Oh, wow. Uh, let me see. That would be think, three or four for the la the low score, mm. or and two or three for the first five team. Yeah, you got a whole trophy case there. Yeah, gobble bowl trophies. Thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Bowen, uh... The main event was for the advantage in War Games. At war Games with Matthew the, Broderick. Do you ever watch that, Doug? No. And there's also a match that was created by the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. There's two teams of five. 
And there's two men that start, and every so often another man comes in from opposing teams. And last night, there was the advantage match between Drew McIntyre of the Judgment Day and Jey Uso. And, of course, Drew McIntyre won, so the Judgment Day team has the main advantage throughout war games. Okay. Not only they're supposed to be four-on-four, but since Drew McIntyre joined the Judgment Day team for this night only, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes had to find a fifth person to join his team. Oh, well, that'll be hard. Yeah, that'll be that'll put him to the test. Probably like an eight-foot downhill left-to-right putt. Probably. With a, with a high stamp. Larry, do you have the top five countries available? Yeah, before I do the top five countries, I want to tell you who's going to be the fifth member on Cody Rhodes' team. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Apex Predator... Randy Orton. Yeah, you like that? The Apex Predator. <laughs> it's not a bad nickname, yeah. Okay, now he's the guy. The top five countries. All right. Number five will be Argentina. Okay. Number four will be Australia. Number three, the Loomster. The Loomster? Yes. Okay. His own country? Oh, okay. Number two will be Canada. Number one, United States of America. Yes, that's a huge win for these United States of America. God bless you, Larry. God bless these United States of America. Yeah, God bless America. There he is. Uh, Mr. Licks has texted in saying uh, that you are now dead to him, Doug, for selecting Larry over him. Oh, okay. I'm glad we didn't have to. Well, he has a sponsor. Or we know he doesn't have a sponsor. Um, but it's a segment he does every week. Sponsored by Iggy's Cameo. Yeah. Iggy's Cameo. <laughs> he was, uh, he was, we kept him on hold long enough. Mm. Who cares if you hang up? Is Mr. Lick still there? Nah. Oh, he bolted. Yeah. yeah like I said, Doug, you Who smoked cares? him out of your hole. Well, we have to have Nixie. We have to have that update. And we got it. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Meet a man, got married, have a family. That's the timeline women have historically been sold as the most successful pathway to a happy life. But despite that messaging being shoved down our throats at every conceivable opportunity, women have had enough. New data has revealed women are sick of the constant pressure to follow traditional relationship timelines, with one in three now stating they're, quote, no longer focused on achieving the societal milestones. The findings uncovered in the 2024 annual dating report from Bumble shows women are, quote, pushing back and are instead prioritizing finding the right partner instead of rushing to hit, quote, outdated goals. Women are increasingly looking around and wondering why they feel the need to follow an outdated rule book when it comes to their dating journeys and relationship milestones. Doug, that comes from Lucille McCart, Mm -hmm. the dating app's APAC communications director. In fact, 31% of women say they're no longer focused on adhering to traditional relationship timelines and milestones. So timelines are out, and choosing your own path 
is in. So what is timeline decline? Well, the exciting phenomenon is growing so much momentum. Bumble have dubbed it the timeline decline, but explained the shift is not the end of romance as we know it. Quote, this does not mean romantic relationships aren't important anymore. Uh, 72% of women are looking for long-term relationships. However, only 23% are actively seeking out marriage as a goal. I think that this is a really exciting revolution for Australian singles. Sinkholes? <laughs> singles. singles. I was caught off guard by Australia. Oh. They come to this. So this is a, a poll done in Australia? <laughs> the New York Post. Oh. Oh. Well, what a shock that you people aren't looking to get married and you do the poll on people on Bumble. They're looking to get laid. <laughs> So often when you start dating someone and it gets serious, it can feel like you're on this hamster wheel, unable to deviate from the traditional expectations around how a relationship should develop, move in together, get engaged, buy a home, get married, have a baby. But it is okay to want something different. Bumble was built on the concept that traditional gender roles are outdated and no longer serve us in modern society. So we couldn't be happier to see this revolution taking place. Nonsense. No, what what they're saying is you should wait till you meet the right partner. Really, boy, that's new. That's brand new. Otherwise, someone is forcing you into marriage. Or just get on Bumble. <laughs> Interestingly, one in four men reveal that they've actively changed their behavior when dating, becoming more vulnerable and open with people they're romantically pursuing oh, than ever before. Geez. For a quarter of men, this newfound openness has had a positive impact on their mental health. And for one in three, a lack of vulnerability is now a dating deal breaker. Men, be vulnerable. Like what? What does that that mean? mean? What does that mean? Like you can start crying at any moment? I don't think women want that, do they? You You want a man who breaks down and starts crying? Oh, he's so vulnerable. No, he's a wimp. He's a crybaby wimp. They want to get, you know, in touch with their feelings. In the beginning of that, the lady said, we're tired of the pressure. Who's pressuring you? Nobody. Your mom and your dad get married? Because I was so amped on chugging with my boys. Oh, they're definitely (laughs) pressures, for sure. But but from who? From who? I mean, friends, family. I mean, there's everybody. Friends are pressuring you? Friends are pressuring you. You've got to get married. It's not. It's Susie. it's, It's not the forced pressure, but... It's the just subtle, oh, how long have you guys been dating? Oh, you guys aren't married? Like, it, it's the how, the tone of which family and friends talk about the relationship. Well, here's I think that's what, I don't think they're going, wow, you guys need to get married now. I don't think that's the pressure. I think it's just a subtle hints. Well, here's a novel concept. It's not 1970s. There shouldn't be peer pressure anymore. Oh, my, they're bugging me to get married. I guess I better go find a dude. That's mm. not happening. Mm. That's what well, guys are begging for, just chick going, I just guess I just got to go find a dude. There's probably people in Iggy in my generation with children where they say, wait a minute, you've been together all these years. How come you're not married? Where are the grandchildren? There's probably some of that for sure. But I don't know if, if I'm a 20-something, if, I, if I'm suddenly, because it's now 2023, I'm thinking, hey, I can wait around till I find the person of my dreams. People have always tried to do that. It's nothing new. And again, this is a poll and bumble. You're, you're talking to girls. That's what he said. Now, <laughs> I've never been inclined to taste breast milk. Okay. <laughs> probably missing out. I don't know. I didn't have any. One could easily argue there are adults who <laughs> like breasts more than babies. <laughs> but if you ask a girl on Bumble, <laughs> well, she's on Bumble for a reason to meet a guy and have Hasn't a good met him time yet. and not get married. Just have fun. That's what Bumble's about. So. 
Sure, if you're going to interview people on Bumble, that's what they're going to say. That doesn't mean this poll means anything. And if you're single... Oh, Jesus, why would you look? (laughs) Oh, I don't even know if I can read this. Why would you bloody look? We need need more from these English dudes. If you're single, I think you're always going to say, I don't want to be forced into getting married. Isn't that what every single person would say? I want to wait until I find just the right person and and live on my own rules? Every single person would say that. This is an ancient Rome where marriages are... Arranged. together by the yeah. parents. Well, yeah, well, that's a problem. It'd be hard for you to find a guy. Uh, Casey Notan says he's never felt more vulnerable. So that means he's crying a lot? <laughs> vulnerable. Well, he got his name right on the air, so... <laughs> Text me no son. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there aren't many women that want a guy who's a mamby-pamby crybaby. <laughs> I don't know. Jackson, I mean, you're actually... You're in the cauldron. Uh, mm. What are your thoughts on this article from the New York Post? On the pressure thing, uh, I've heard from my friends who are have long-term girlfriends. Sweet, sweet Kai. Sweet, sweet Kai being one of them. That Like, if you go to a wedding and you're sitting next to your long-term girlfriend at a wedding, that in itself is pressure. Uh, Why would that be pressure? Well, because they're seeing somebody get married and they're like, oh, this looks really nice. So it's the girl doing the pressure. Not always, but there is, like, a societal pressure to get married, especially depending on where you live, but St. Louis being uh, in the Midwest in general, to get married a little younger and have kids a little And younger. it also depends on what your family structure is like. Are you a only child? Right. Do you have a, a sister or brother who is already married but not wanting to have kids so the pressure is then on you to procreate and carry on the name, etc. And, uh, and on the vulnerable thing, and I'll try my best here to not sound Can someone from Instagram please get back to me? Um, <laughs> would be... Feelings that they're not necessarily like breaking down crying like that's probably the most extreme form of being vulnerable but more so like can identify and understand their emotions and communicate that better with the person which makes life a little easier but, when you but communicate don't decent, that. don't decent people always do that um aren't some we just, aren't we just putting a name to that now i mean anytime you're gonna paint with a broad brush saying like men are becoming more vulnerable you're gonna miss swing and miss but in general i would say that is certainly the trend it's Seriously, acceptable. having a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. That's, Can someone that's... please respond to me and get back to me about why my account was deleted? Yeah, that's a guy who went out to dinner, spent right $250 on lobster for a girl, and then doesn't get laid afterwards. That's what he sounds like no. afterwards. I would say the trend is probably the opposite, which one might explain why the divorce rate is so high, is because there aren't more decent people than there used to be. People are more in it for themselves and self-gratitude, instant gratitude. I mean, there are people that I know who were about to get married or are married who didn't really want to. Well, that's not going to go any further than that. But I'm I'm just saying, I, I. It used to be if you got married, you were married. Yeah. I don't know if I didn't have any friends or know anyone in my social group that I hung out with that were divor- that had divorced parents. You, I didn't know anybody who had a divorced parent. You do parent. know why that is, correct? And I don't want, like, uh, not all, but l- you had a lot of single family home, or, you know, single income homes. So the, the mother is taking care of the kids. If she's unhappy in a marriage and they get a divorce, she, ha- she has no income. She has no job prospect. Now people are, women are much more independent. And also God. Well, God always takes place for all that stuff, which is also good and bad. It could have something to do um, with it. But, yeah, women felt more stuck. 
as opposed to now where women have careers that some women, a lot of women now are making more than their significant others. So they have, it's a power struggle. Like if you're a, a, a stay-at-home mom and your whole income and everything is based upon your husband, no matter how unhappy you are back in the 50s and 60s, you're not getting a divorce because one, it's beyond taboo. And two, you have no home. You have no income. You never know what. Well, the people that's, still got paid alimony and I, I, child support. I, I still kind of think they felt more stuck well, as opposed I'm to. I'm sure that's the, a factor. I'm now. sure it is a factor. Not well, saying that. I got married and went from L.A. to Phoenix to St. Louis and $800,000 in private school tuition. What a great arrangement marriage is. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. Oh, <laughs> well, you can get married and just don't person have kids. person is different. <laughs> you know, a lot of people can't afford. A lot of people aren't having kids. They see what it's going to cost them to send them to school and college and take care of them. And say, I love you. Let's get married, but I don't want to have any kids. Not that you don't like kids. You can't afford well, them. Well, that's always been the case, too. There's always been people that didn't have kids. I think most people that... that this 53-year-old is bringing candy. Did you bring my M&Ms? I think most people that get married still have kids at some point. I think most do. Well, they know what they're getting into. Well, how would you not know what you're getting into? <laughs> well, that's when you don't have kids. You either say, we'll have kids and we'll just go broke and be paying for it the rest of our lives. A lot of people have kids and aren't broke. And a lot of them, that's... I didn't say everybody. <laughs> Who had the first kid? <laughs> yeah, they, they couldn't afford it. They had it anyway. They had to, they had to feed it a uh, dinosaur. There weren't dinosaurs and people at the same time. And also... <laughs> you, don't, you don't know that. I, well, exactly. I do daycare know that. Like 40, it was like separated by 120 million years. Daycare is also 40 grand a year now. And now you need both parents to work. Not only full-time jobs, sometimes there's a part-time job in there as well. So I think financially, that's why people are having less and less kids now. And probably like, wow. Oh, well, sure. There's no yeah, way I could be able to afford more than... I mean, in your generation, Doug, or I guess the generation before you, you know, five or six yeah, kids. Yeah, my, very my dad common. came from a family of ten Is kids. that right? Yeah, yeah, you didn't need to be a Catholic-style family to have five, six, seven kids yeah, and in there the was house. no birth control also. That also that was is a factor. A yeah. Anal's been around for decades. Oh. Yeah, I see a lot of girls on Bumble looking for men who, quote, attend therapy. I also see these stupid personality types like INFJ. The worst I see is ACAB, which what stands for All Cops Are Bastards. Oh, I'm gosh. no longer on the app. It's a wild place. What Jackson, what is INFJ? I honestly don't know. No clue. So if I'm stirring the pot, I, uh, I, uh, are, are you on those things, Dale Jackson? Yeah. In need. How are they? Good. Talk to a girl right now. I guess in need oh, really? for jacking. I think that's what mm, it introverted, is. Introverted, intuitive feeling, and judging personality traits. Oh, yeah, but see, the thing, the that. thing with wanting to find a guy in therapy, those there is a small sect of people who like to. I have never seen that once. No, I, I, I have I, not I, seen any of those things that that person said. But I'm talking like the caregiver mentality. You know, somebody trying to, you know, a female trying to rehabilitate a guy or trying to. You know, create him and, uh, you know, it's a project. And I think a lot, there's uh, some females out there that look at, you know, some guy who's, you know. You know they're dominant. They need they're to trying say, to get help. Now these help. two morons without kids are experts on having kids. I can't decide if it's ego or ignorance. That's from Peggy's husband. I, I'm not experienced with kids. I said why people may not have kids or why people are maybe only having one kid at a later age than, I mean, my God, everybody needs a first-hand experience. I can't talk about the blues without walking into Scott Trade Center now. Oh, it's not Scott Trade Center. Who cares? Honestly, who cares? 
And listen, dude, I was a kid. One of, one of I'm not going that defense. One of seven. So I know what it's like for my parents to to raise seven kids and pay for them. You calling me a liar, Jackson? That's from Mr. Big Green. Mm. No, I didn't say. I just said in my experience, I have never seen. I am looking for a guy who attends therapy. I've never once seen that. I believe in marriage. But unless you are truly committed and set your goals from the outset, do not do it. I am one of the very lucky ones that we worked on it, set goals, and kept a communication open. Been married 25 years in June. It's not for everyone. Doug, that's the worst in Woods Wackham. No. I'm looking at a lot of angry texters bashing me and Iggy. These are the people that are the definition of got married too early, had kids too early, now they hate their lives. Oh. So, like, me and Iggy don't have kids, but we're giving an input on why people are having less kids or, you know, ish. they hate that because their 12-year-old 12, their 12 probably just got in trouble again. They're down to the last credit card. You know, they had to buy a Traeger. <laughs> had to buy a Traeger. And these the people are just absolutely so sad and frustrated oh. and hate their life. They haven't got love or haven't given love in years. And this text line is kind of their saving grace to vent. Block them. So you guys can say and do whatever in this text line. And I, I think everything Blousey and I are saying, that. if you go look it up, that's the reason. I think why I nailed people aren't it. having kids or why marriages are crumbling and why... 50% of marriages end up divorced, and the other 25 that don't get divorced are still cheating. Think so? You think well, a quarter of people are cheating? Lot. Is that right? I guarantee I don't know. I wonder what the uh, 75% is. of people in their marriages have cheated. I, that's a wow. big wow. number. That's a big number. It is a big number. How do you know that? I don't. I'm just... Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you hang out at Hedo. You hang out at Hedo, you get a false yeah, number. Yeah, i got to stop with the guarantee. That should be like a T-shirt. <laughs> in my opinion. That, that, in my opinion. There you go. In my opinion. 75% of married people, somebody in the relationship has cheated. Wow, you really think so? I do. It's hard. You've been married for a period of time, and you're out. You find some strange. Ah, she never got. I don't. Know. I, I maybe. I mean, I, I think that's still high. But I mean, any. I, we're all just throwing numbers around here. But I would think in 2023. I mean, if you really want. I mean, I guess you could probably do it. I guess I don't know. But God, I don't know how you couldn't get caught. Like, there's no way not. I mean, there's not no way. But it, it's. I would think it's a hell of a lot tougher to do it now than say, like, if it were. 1993. You know I just what I mean? think there's a lot of traveling involved. And if you're out of town on so a business well, trip. Traveling. traveling involved. Well, there's a lot of guys that go out of town. A lot of women go out of town. <laughs> and immediately you hook up with someone. If you that find somebody's attractive you and you have a few drinks and you start, my wife's never going to find out. Yeah, let's go out for a quickie. Where are you going? Even if you make this easy. Even if you make out with her, it's cheating. You go to a strip but club, it's probably going cheating. Where it's this easy. Whereas every, I don't know. I don't travel. Town, as a oh, businessman. a fabulously attractive woman right there. Two drinks and we're already I get bed. laid every time I'm out of town, pretty you much. You do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but you have to constitute what's cheating. I mean, if you go to a strip club and your wife doesn't know, you cheated. You went to look at naked women and got horny. You cheated. That's cheating. You you think if your wife would be upset that you went to a strip club without telling her, that's cheating. Good morning. I love my life, but you two still don't know what you're talking about 99% of the time. Doug, that's from Chairman Steve, and at this moment, oh. he's in Wildwood. Okay. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> you get lucky every time you leave town? You, you want a hot take? You town. want a hot take? Not every time. I said most of the time. Guys, all of Iggy's perspective on life is rooted in pornography scripts. It's really fascinating. <laughs> that's from Gary Pinkle's cell phone etiquette. We'll give an example. Well, you just Gary said you go, out of town, you go out of town, you, you meet a girl, have a couple <laughs> drinks, and you're in bed. Just what like is, it's that easy. What does that have to do with porn? 
one day I want to hold a panda bear. <laughs> because that's what would happen in a porn video. No, that's what happens. And in real life, it doesn't happen. That's what happens to seventy-five percent of guys that go out of town. It I does guarantee not. it. I, I guarantee you, it I, doesn't. I, my opinion. You just think you show, up, you show up at any random I did bar. I like that. That's nice. You show up that at any random really, bar, and there's a woman. You really not only find like a Harvard a, debate. Yes. Only Before find I get another word in Edward, So what I'm saying is, 25 percent of married couples actually are so much in love that they would never think about looking at another woman. Well, thinking about it and doing it—that's a pretty it high number things. there, don't you think? Twenty-five percent of people that get married just are so in love, never look at another woman, never look at a girl's butt. G girls never look at a guy when he walks by. They're so much in love. Twenty-five percent—that's a high number. That leaves seventy-five percent that are in love but will cheat. That's—that's that's not cheating, just to look. No. I mean, you wouldn't have a heartbeat and any testosterone if you didn't at least look at other people. But that's 25% of the, of the married population. What happened? You made up the number. It fits into my 75% cheat. Viva la Strode! Thank, thank you. <laughs> but you can always, you can just look. I mean, you can go to the movies and look at a beautiful woman in a movie. Is that cheating? I'm not because saying you looked in looking. This beautiful woman? But I'm saying there's 25% that would look at it but have no, uh, she's nothing compared to my wife. I love her. I would never cheat on her. I love her. I can't wait to see. Get I think home. there's a difference. I don't think. I'm very confident on this. There's a difference between finding other people attractive. I say it often on QFDA. I could bang somebody in a heartbeat and have absolutely zero emotional connection with them. Jackson, on the other hand, Doug, he's an upstanding person. He's not a godless person like me. He is. And he says he associates sex with emotion. And that's wonderful. I personally don't. But for me, I wouldn't want to, having been divorced, number one, I think I'm the only one on the dais who can speak to that, and then now experience that, albeit 15 years ago and, and not having any children at the time, and it was a very short marriage, I saw what that was like, and I'm like, oh, God, I never want to go through that again. And on top of it, now I have children, and there just isn't from a, really, I don't know if moral is the right term, but I wouldn't want to F my kids up by going, oh, you know what, I'd like to bang her and hopefully I get away with it. I mean, in the, in the end, it just isn't even remote. Like, if you run some form of an analytic on it, it's not even remotely close to it. I still find Ella Reese and Abigail Mack, my God, I bang them in a heartbeat and enjoy the hell out of it, too. They wouldn't, but I'd enjoy it. But as far as, like, messing with my family, that is, that's, that's the North Star for me. You're part of the 25%. I don't know. I don't know if I would necessarily. I see what you're saying, but I just. I, I guess I'm pushing back on. I just can't imagine 75 percent of married couples are cheating or somebody in the marriage. I mean, I. I don't know either, but I just can't imagine. No, again, that's just my opinion. It starts with a G <laughs> and ends with an ale vulva. Oh. Just like I, my opinion, 75 percent of male of. Yeah, I don't say male athletes. 75 percent of athletes cheat. Doug, there it is. Another, I, I another data point. Jackson, write out. these down for balloon party. News and notes. I don't know that you can just throw that Tuesday out. Tuesday you know, turbulence. I, I just did. Nobody can sue me because I'm just saying that's my opinion. These I'm are married. Some athlete it came up to me and said, <laughs> Athlete come up and said, I'm suing you. You said I cheated. No, I didn't say you. I said 75%. And ends with an ale vulva. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you're one of the 25%. I don't know. Guys are out of town. Three, four months oh. out of the year, they're at hotels, they it's don't want to go out drinking, like... and then you see, hey, yeah, my wife's never going to know I'm out of town. Come on up to the hotel room. Everybody always finds out, especially with the internet. I mean, yeah, I just don't even, like I said, I mean, you know, I mean, I know my situation, and but, but at the same time, like, if I wanted to even try 
try to pull it off, man, there's so many ways you would get nabbed now, I would think, anyway. I don't know. Location. I, like, people have, like, yeah, it's like a phones. million things, man. I mean, I have a buddy who has done very well as an attorney, and he goes, any text you send, just assume at some point it will be read. And, and you delete it doesn't mean, it means Deleting it's off it your phone. You go to your freaking out. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. yeah. But not all get read on the air for 15 minutes. Huh? What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me figure it out. And ends with an ale vulva. I actually don't know. Not all will get read for 15 minutes. What do you mean? Well, I texted somebody and... Or they texted me and I didn't get back to him. And then my text was oh, read on the phone. It was a Lisa Ann reset. Man, the fact that we had it. to explain it. My text was read. Did you follow it, Plowhawk? Hell no. <laughs> I was half paying attention anyway. So. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you the text inboxes. This is like we were trying to guess the new title yeah, sponsor. And all these guys have probably cheated on their wives. Yeah. All the listeners have cheated. It's the opposite. The wives are cheating <laughs> on you. Blanket statement. The listeners are cucks. Dog, the listeners are yeah. cucks. Wives cheat What's on you because you spend all day texting into a show and she's had enough of this. Give me a man. Mm. Scott's wrinkled ball sex says, I would guess there's no way 75% would be accurate or even close. That's from Scott's wrinkled. Well, there's a lot of swingers nowadays. So that would probably Not bring the many. number down. They're getting, they're giving permission to cheat, so... I need some warm milk and some cookies. What percentage of people are swing- What percentage of people are swingers? Uh, two. Two percent. Uh, stop him now! <laughs> some beer cats. Dougie won the Milagro Tequila. Uh, hit close to home. Oh, oh come no. on! Y'all going crazy now? No, I'm not. I'm just. Wow. I'm not just picking him out. You tell me to shut up. I mean, you know why? Again, it was my opinion. Opinion. <laughs> I cheat on my wife by looking at Doug's butt all morning. That's from Mrs. Mm. Jenny. No, that doesn't count. Okay. Why doesn't that count? You said no. looking is part of cheating. No, I said, I said there's people that will look and then say, yeah, but she's got nothing on my wife. My wife is gorgeous. I would never do anything with that. Now, if people, you say you're doing, you're featuring one night and you learn to work the pole. I'm not featuring anywhere. Somebody comes out and watches you strip. Are these that's normal cheating. scenarios oh. that we're putting in? It's 9.56. Maybe Randy character can do the first segment, but now i got to do the design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Smelly studio? Well, it couldn't be Tim because the man smells like victory. My money is on Inspector Gadget's trench coat. But I hate hating it. Reminds me of the first time I saw my uncle Freddie, Minnesota, Halloween night. A silly coworker had left a turkey carcass in his desk at work. And if you knew my uncle Freddie, you knew you would know he's all about payback, the sexual payback. His coworker came into the party curious about traffic and complaining about having to pay for parking. So he was oblivious about the love he was about to receive. As he ordered his second Arnold Palmer, Freddie noticed he had what horticulturists call an erection. So he snuck behind him and slipped his hand down the front of his pant. I still have a visual of Freddie removing his hand covered with his new lover's trouser gravy? Doug, mm. that's from Titus, and then his last name is Zell. Titus Z. Do you think someone in a Japanese TMA Bizarro world, there's a tiny little curmudgeon of a Japanese sports talk radio host who, despite the efforts of the actual hosts of the show, day in and day out, just absolutely kamikazes any attempts to have a legitimate conversation about the Yomiuri Giants or Hanshin Tigers with pre-written bits where he mispronounces the names of prominent American athletes like Mike Trute or Nars Bootlar. There has to be a wee little Japanese Iggy who cooks ditch fish 
three people who helped him move live on Japanese Facebook and worship to the altar of a handful of D-list Japanese bands that no one knows or cares about. Japanese Iggy Shirley inserts himself in every live read that his co-hosts do. The fact that they provide the yen for his paycheck be damned. I want to meet bizarro Japanese Iggy and bow to him. Not as a sign of respect, but to confirm what we all already know, that he is the source of the oniony, <laughs> oniony mad must that is basically mustard gassing his co-workers. That's from Pop Pop on the Beat, so it's nice. Pop Pop on the Beat, oh. so it's nice. My stepdad Chris, a retired chef, taught me a lot. I use the term chef loosely because he technically never graduated from culinary school, but he was the night janitor at Le Cordon Bleu for a few weeks, so he probably learned a thing or two. The biggest life lesson Chris ever gave me was when he said, cooking hamburgers is a lot like being alone with a fella in his bed. Always brown your beef. More importantly, my stepdad also taught me that you should seek medical attention if the little soldier in your pant develops an odor. So when my grundle started to stink like musty onion pizza, I consulted my doctor. I asked, Doc, why does my member smell like dude? And the handsome man paused mid-thrust and said, I'm not a doctor. I'm an assistant manager at the supplement superstore in Arnold. (laughs) Mid-thrust. And we literally just met in this Taco Bell restroom. But I do have some idea why your unit stinks. Maybe it's because you just took it out of my gaping dirt not a minute ago. No. Silly me, I wasn't at the doctor's office. Turns out a stranger and I were taking turns stuffing each other like Thanksgiving turkeys in a dirty public bathroom. Whoops, you win some, you lose some. I may have let a stranger enter me, but at least I didn't do something truly embarrassing like giving $10 million to an aging pitcher who gave up 44 home runs last year. Doug gets from the JV golf coach. JV golf coach. And finally, Sadie Hawkins, Doug, the Cardinals have signed Lance Lynn to a one-year deal. The Eagles defeated the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. The city of St. Louis left 600 k in tax revenue on the table by failing to tax marijuana sales, but I think the lead is the investigation into who stunk up the room in the windowless closet next to the bathroom we call a studio. It couldn't have been me. I mean, sure, I brought in some homemade sloppy joes and dropped off a bunch of smelly clothes and I do from time to time leave poop under the mattress just for fun, but this room doesn't smell like poop. It smells like B.O., so it couldn't possibly be me. Anyway, I just found out I have to pay taxes on all my capital gains from used Playboy sales, so I need to raise money by whoring myself out on Cameo. I'll read anything you want. I'll admit to making tire tracks on the fairway when it was cart path only. I'll compliment my full-time co-worker, KG in O-Town. I'll apologize for not texting Lisa and back. I'll admit I stunk up the studio. I am a whore. Oh. I will read anything on Cameo. Doug got some bucks to open. That's what we have for the designer. Oh, so, cool I, I I don't know. Uh, Buck was kind of mean today, but uh, nonetheless, I'll vote for him. Buck Swope gets my vote. JV Golf Coach. Oh, uh, I think it was JV Golf Coach Dad actually. Damn it, Lucas. JV Golf. Can you agree with that, Plowock? Oh yeah, I would have voted JV. There you go. Okay. Uh, hey, Illinois Recovery Center would love for you to weave. Uh, come on by, and Illinois Recovery Center is dedicated to providing precise and authentic care to those seeking help and treatment. It is Illinois Recovery Center, whether you made the life-saving choice to seek help on your own or you want to be prepared for the other end of an addiction intervention with a loved one. The chance to learn about addiction recovery is available to you at the Illinois Recovery Center in Swansea. If you or someone you know wants more information about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559. 
or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. And you can check them out on Facebook at Illinois Recovery Center. Time for us to go. For Paul Caction Jackson, Kenneth Hickey Stroud, my brother Kevin and Douglas Sullivan Vaughn, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.